The great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all. Lincoln ultimately prevailed, he saved our union, and he defined our obligation as Americans for all of history. Rock Salt Radio. Be afraid also, tremendously afraid, for the day of reckoning is upon us. Broadcasting from within our six feet social distance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean the Lord. Yeah. We got an understanding. What is that understanding? We're on a mission from God. On a mission from God. It's Aaron, Dave, and Patrick. ADP the <laughs> On the Rock Salt Musecast Experience. A gift that keeps on giving. Band back together. Again. No way. We're on a mission from God. And the band this week, Aaron. Dispraised? I'm sorry. Put the band back together. Ma'am, you got to understand that this is a lot bigger than any domestic problems you might be experiencing. Would it make you feel any better if you knew that what we're asking Matthew to do is a holy thing? You see, we're on a mission from God. I love it. Every week, the timing is perfect. Yes. <laughs> the Cadillac for a microphone. Then you lie to me about the band. Now you're going to put me right back in the joint. They're not going to catch us. We're on a mission from God. <laughs> yeah, so this week we got dispraised and... Decaying Martyr. Decaying Martyr. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Let me tell you something. It's going to be a barn burner of a show. Some hard stuff coming from Dispraised and Decaying Martyr. Two bands in one. Yep, it's the two, two, two bands in one. If you remember that old commercial. Lord works in mysterious ways. Uh huh. Yep. Strike up the band, Sal. Uh. So, I kind of miss my uh, buddy Sal. I got to send him a text. I know I say that occasionally. Yeah? I haven't talked to him lately. What's up, Aaron? Hey, oh, I just want to welcome our audience to the show. And if you want to reach out to us, it's rocksaltradio at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and listen to us on Spotify. And we have a Musecast version. We incorporate music with uh, the breaks. And then if you just want to listen to the podcast at Spotify and everywhere else, you can find your uh, podcast. Uh, you know, we record the interviews prior to us recording this break. So I have a feeling that this show is going to be a little more talk and a little less music. But we're going to get some hard music in there because uh, we're going to get Decaying Martyrs song on. Yeah, and on the podcast version, we'll have some music today. Yeah, so, and Dispraised. And uh, if if we can fit it in, Aaron, I know uh, I didn't tell you about this prior, but if you can fit it in, uh, there's another little band that I want to I wanna throw on the podcast. They sent us some music, and I want to throw it on the podcast. We're actually, um, they're going to do that right now. Uh, we just, and again, that's why I want to say, hey, if you're a band out there and want to send some music, we'll definitely throw in the podcast. We played this song on the Musecast version a couple weeks ago because I knew it was new, and uh, they sent it to us, so we are going to play it uh, on the podcast version. So, so right after this uh, music ends, we're gonna—you'll hear more music. And do you know the name of the band? 
Yes, they wear scarlet. <laughs> and uh, Black I was Knight. like waiting for it, waiting for it. He's going to give it. Oh, no, you didn't give it. <laughs> Saved by Scarlet, and the, the song is called uh, Black Knight. Yeah, the, the guys in Saved by Scarlet outdid themselves. Black Knight, it's a great song. Uh, you definitely want to check that out. Yeah, hard and edgy. So so we're going to have music all over the podcast yeah. today, which is which is great because that's what we really want to. Decaying Martyr, if you haven't figured it out by the name of the band, it's metal. But it's it's, uh, it's not life. It's not death metal. We're calling it life, life metal. metal. Yeah. Um, and you know the reason I used metal is because um, it's not the entire song is not screamo. It's a little bit of everything metal. So it's it's cool. Um, Dispraised, of course, old school punk. Dispraised. Love those guys. New album coming out nine nine on Rottweiler Records. And you can pre-order it now. Yeah, so please, pre-order that please now. Do that and support them. And uh, let's just get right into it, Aaron. Yes. So here comes "Say by Scarlet Black Knight" on the Rock Salt Musecast Experience. Hey, everybody! This is Jenny from the band Saving Jackie, and you're listening to Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave. Rock Salt Musecast Experience, Aaron, Dave, no Patrick today, Who? there, there's Patrick, um, ADP in the house, there we go, so we always have Patrick with yeah, us, yeah, that's right, <laughs> and uh, uh, long time coming, Thomas from Dispraised is on the show today, yes, how's it going, all the way from Idaho, 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 which is a beautiful state, I hope it stays that way. Yeah, as long I, as people who move here don't vote, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I know you're getting a lot of Californians out there, and that's scary. Yeah. That I mean, truly, that's that's scary. Sounds like everywhere is, though. I don't know anybody from any state in the union that it doesn't, like, despise Californians. So Well, know. you it's- know, I, uh, <laughs> I trust and believe in our Governor Newsom here when he tells me that uh, nothing's better than California right now. So <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why they're leaving, but... You know, I don't know. Maybe they like uh, uh, <laughs> clean streets and, you know, low crime. Yeah. Yeah. And, and no homelessness. Yeah. No homelessness. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> My brother lives in South Dakota. He goes, we don't have any homeless here. Yeah. He goes, you want to know why? Why? Because it's too cold to sleep on the streets. That's it. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a, a definite... Um, there is a, a there is a definite plus to living in California if you're homeless. The weather's nice. Typically, it's 105 this week here in Sacramento, so that's not too pleasant. But typically, the weather's pretty nice. Uh, they're letting them park up on the beach down there in uh, in uh, uh, not Santa Monica, the uh, the big one, Venice, Venice, Venice yeah. Beach. They just let them park up on the beach, and uh, I, I don't know. They got seaside property. <laughs> yeah, but they, they just it's go to perfect. San Francisco during this week, and then they come back. Yeah, to Sacramento. Yeah. After, when it's cool. Yeah, because San Francisco so. is just a couple hours away. So that's right. You know, they they'll cruise on down there where it's sixty degrees, and then you know come back when here when it's eighty. Yeah, that's like a six hundred dollar road trip with fuel, though. Yeah, so but they stand they on the corner. Than I do. Yeah, but they stand <laughs> on the corner with a sign, and you know people just hand them money left and right. So yeah, that's true. That's yeah. True. 
It's it's really a problem. Um, I knew when you came on today, we were going to get political and we're going to get to all that. But I want to talk about your music first. <laughs> so, um, Tom, if if you don't know, Thomas is one of our friends from Dispraised, and they are a fantastic punk band. If you like old school punk, you're going to love Dispraised. And um, you know how Aaron. Uh, there's a you know like i'm a big fan of big hair bands so when we come across a band that sounds like a big hair band eh, kind of i kind of dig it it's like new stuff it's fresh for me uh that's what that's what dispraised is to punk it's it's an extension of the old school punk scene and uh, you're unapologetic about it correct yeah i mean that's what i'm told anyway did mark zuckerberg tell you that (laughs) i i was saying earlier before we started recording i i kind of feel some days like i just woke up in the twilight zone because i didn't know that i was any different than anybody else in the in the music scene that we're a part of and then all of a sudden i was the bad guy so i mean it's all good i'm good with being the bad guy that's what i thought we were the whole time well you know there is a uh uh, there's certain things, and I'm not talking necessarily about Christian rock. I'm talking about the rock scene in general. There's certain things that you get a pass on, and I'm going to use an example of uh, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day at the iHeart Festival. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I understand that he had a problem with substances, and he might have been intoxicated. That I get that. Um, but when he... I. 100% agree with everything he said in that in that uh, rant that he had where he was like, we've been doing this for 30 years. We're Green Day. You're going to give me, you know, three minutes or whatever it is. I'm not Justin Bieber, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. And that's kind of, I don't know. That was very rock and roll. But for him to bust up the stage and all that, I was like, yeah, somebody's back. Somebody yeah. understands. And what's the next thing he does? I apologize for what I did. I'm going to rehab. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not looking down on somebody for going to rehab. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is, you know that his record company and iHeart came back to him and said, if you ever want to be on an iHeart radio station again, which iHeart owns almost all of the radio stations, um, you might want to apologize for what you did. And yeah. I think that is a very unpunk thing to do. Yeah. Well, and then did he ever move? He was one of the ones who was going to leave the country if something happened. I don't know what it was. No, he's still down there in Berkeley. Still, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like a month or two ago. He was, he was going somewhere else for some reason. Well, we were hoping and, you know, <laughs> I, I did, uh, I did, you know, go on Twitter and offer to help him move, but yeah. you know, I didn't hear anything back. I did, uh, yeah. uh, uh, for a second, because I, I do find uh, pure enjoyment in trolling people on, on Twitter, especially, you know, people like Billy Joe, yeah. um, who <laughs> he, I went through his Twitter and he's on and on and on about socialism and you know if you've heard his music you know what he's about okay yet at the same time green day is pushing their own brand of coffee (laughs) and and i went well wait a minute wait a minute here okay uh you've enjoyed the successes of green day itself 
thanks to Americans, uh, you have uh, uh, enjoyed the success of your music store down in Berkeley, and you've enjoyed the success of your coffee. So, um, which yeah. all all of the money goes to Green Day. Okay, all of the money. Yeah. So you couldn't be more than more of a capitalist than Billy Joe Armstrong. Um, yet oh, yeah, sure. he's a poser. Yet he's a poser because he gets on stage and he says what he says, knowing full well he is living, quote unquote, the alternate lifestyle of what he says. That's all. That's all those guys. That's I mean, Rage Against the Machine is a terrible one. Um, yeah, they became the machine that, that they I mean, raged against. Yeah, yeah. All of all of those bigger bands, especially that had some sort of a, a political sentiment, and then all of a sudden they were like real outspoken about how they're socialists or how they're how they're they sympathize or whatever for for socialists. They're all they all have more money than any of us. And it's not because they're sharing it with each other. You know, they're, they, they made their money. They're still making their money. They're a brand. They're a huge, they're not even music anymore, especially at that level. You're not even, you're not even creative anymore. You're just a brand. It's a brand, right? They're selling a brand, right? You know what I'm saying? So, so the entire idea of, of all of that, it just becomes part of the brand. They're, yeah, it's the socialist, the socialist experiment that they're trying to put in their music is just part of the brand that they're selling via capitalism. So it's none of it makes any sense. And and it, I, I, it's I, like we hate America, but we have our fungo pops on sale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at, at the merch yeah. table, you <laughs> can <laughs> buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, I, and the one that's signed, it's you know, we realize it's a hundred dollars more, but you know, yeah. You know, yeah. I have no, I have no problem with bands making money where, however, they make no. money. If they charge two hundred dollars for a VIP experience, so be it. Yeah, um, I have zero issue with that. But when you go on stage and you preach all this, and by the way, uh, as I'm saying this, I don't want to talk out of both sides of my mouth. I happen to like a lot of Green Day music, and um, yeah. I've seen Green Day, and I will go see Green Day again because they put on yeah. a fantastic show. I don't necessarily have to agree with what you're trying to tell me, but yeah. just entertain me. So um, there's that, but uh, they are absolutely living the capitalist lifestyle, the capitalist dream with everything that they have going on right now. And uh, by the way, I'm talking about, I was talking about their coffee and I was, I said that, you know, they keep the money. Um, I was trolling them with ads of Black Rifle Coffee, who gives a large portion of their money to wounded veterans. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to go buy coffee, I, I'm not a coffee drinker. Um, you could do the trendy, cool thing and go buy it from Green Day, uh, who's going to pocket the money and tell you see ya. Or you can buy it from Black Rifle, and they... Well, I think they take 40%. I could be wrong about that. 40% of the proceeds go to like uh, the Wounded Warriors and the VFW and, and all these veterans' causes. So, real who's, heroes. Yeah. So, who's really yeah. the capitalist and the socialist here? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. It is. You got a, uh, a new band coming out. Well, you've recorded, you got a new right. song coming out. 
the band is called De- Decaying Martyr, and this is that's a great name too. It is, <laughs> and, 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 and from what I know from Thomas, it's you know they sat around and like you know we we just need you know a real heavy metal punk name, but it can't be all happy. You know, (laughs) it's it's got to be like into the world type stuff. And out came decaying martyr. (laughs) Decaying martyr. Where did you come up with this name? I I don't know. (laughs) It's the same thing thing when people ask me what where this phrase came from. I I needed a name and and it sounded right. I guess I got you. That's pretty much it. All right. Well, if Paul from the Bible. Was in a band today. <laughs> he would be like, he, he would be in Decay Martyr. Yeah, probably. He would want to be in Decay Martyr. I, I would think that Paul would be more of a disgrace kind of guy, but <laughs> but I can see him doing double duty in Decaying Martyr, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, what, what's the inspiration? What what brought this about? Because you're you're heavily involved with Dispraised, your band Dispraised. Uh, was it just like, you woke up one day and you said, I want to do something different or how did it come about? A little bit. I mean, so when Donovan and I put together Dispraise, it was, it was really kind of a, uh, you know, we'd, we'd talked and been friends for a long time and it seemed like it was something that would be easy and, and cheap <laughs> for us to do. <laughs> and, uh, and then we, it grew, it kind of grew bigger than either of us really imagined that it would. And so, which is a good thing. Um, but in music, when things grow like that, there's more pieces to the puzzle. So it takes a little longer to get things moving. And my mind music to me is, is kind of my only release. You know, I, I wake up, I work, I come home to a family. I've my, my oldest son is 17. He's going to be, this is his senior year. Um, he's busy. My daughter's a, a cheer, a freshman on the, the, uh, JV cheerleading squad. I got all sorts of stuff going on. Right. So the only time I really have any release is when I'm, when I'm writing music, music is kind of my thing and always has been. And so once this praise kind of, took off and, and all these other parts of the puzzle started coming into place and started slowing things down. I started kind of getting backed up. <laughs> and so, uh, so, um, decaying martyrs really, it's, it's more or less something that it's, we're not on a label. I don't really have any plans of doing any label stuff. Um, if the time comes and, and, there's discussion about releasing something on a, on a bigger level than that, that can come, but it's just something that I don't, I don't want to ever be kind of held back by, by the whole process of, of the, the music thing, you know? So, um, I'm just a huge music nerd and fan in general. Um, I've always loved death metal. I've always loved like just pure metal, um, and so when this opportunity came up, I was like, yeah, let's do this. So, um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. We're, we're working on another song right now, our second song. Um, and you know, we get the questions of, Oh, are you going to put out an album? Are you going to do this? I don't know what we're going to do. We're just having fun. So yeah, wherever um, it leads, right? Yeah. Yep. Wherever it leads. So, well, um, 
You know, I'm flipping through all my notes here. And by the way, that noise was Aaron breaking one of my coasters. <laughs> and now he's now he's got to put up. now he's got to put his bottled water on my San Francisco Giants coaster, uh, which I know is probably killing him because he's a Dodger fan. <laughs> Sorry, I broke your coaster. <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> hey, who's in the Who's in the band? Uh, Decay Martin. Um. So honestly, officially, the only member is me. Okay. Um, so a lot of, of everything else I'm either working with random people on or it's kind of just a, a collaboration. Um, sort of the same way that this praise started. Um, but with, with us, it was, it was two of us doing it. We both have, you know, Donovan, he, he's been playing guitar in different bands forever. And I, I play bass and I play guitar. And so we kind of did our, had our own little thing and we didn't outsource too much of it, but this is, is pretty much just me. Okay. Well, um, so, but is there, is there anybody else like you're contacting somebody about, Hey, I, I got this. Are you di- are collaborating? I guess is the word I'm looking for with anybody yeah. like, Hey, let me, let me bounce this off. You see what you think, or is it just solely you? It's pretty much just solely me. Yeah. And, and what do you, uh, how do you feel about the finished product? I love it. Awesome. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, I, you know, and everybody seems to really be enjoying it as well. I think that it's, uh, it's just, I don't know what it is, but you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the age of the person. How do I say this? The music that I like was like made before I was alive, basically. Right. So, so, you know, or before I was really involved. So, you know, you talk about eighties, hardcore and punk rock and stuff like that. That's, that's what I love. Um, but I'm an 86 baby. So I, I was, I was raised in the nineties. All of this stuff happened. All these bands were, were done by the time I heard them. Um, so the same thing goes with, with this band. It's, it's a lot more old school death metal um, inspired by a lot of like early, early bands like Obituary and Carcass and, and some of the just, it's more groovy sort of death metal instead of just being real loud and crazy, which I enjoy all that too. Um, but I really, I I get bored with the, the screamo like modern kind of really heavy with a breakdown, really heavy with a breakdown. Right. Like I just get bored of it. Um, so, so yeah, this has been a lot of fun to kind of resurrect the sound that not a lot of people are doing anymore. Let me tell you what I dig about this song. Uh, and I'll give you a little history on my musical taste as well. Um, I, I go back even to the forties and fifties for music that I like. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, I dig the old school punk and I have never been a major fan of metal and screamo or, you know, screamo, yeah. uh, death metal is what I meant sure. to say. Um, yeah. now i I always feel that it's absolutely got its place in rock and I respect death metal and I respect the people that like it. It's just not my thing. Sure. And a lot of the problem with death metal is it'll start out with this really cool groove and then it's, 
And I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, it was cool, and then I'm gone because the Where's entire the words on yeah. Spotify, yeah, Where's the words right, on Spotify? right, <laughs> because the uh, the rest of the song is that screaming. I yeah. only I only liked like ten seconds of the song. The rest of it I didn't care for, um, and I, right. I get it. There are people that that love it, and that's awesome. The your song, I dig because there is that screamo, but then there's also that groove. There's some hard rock in there. There's a little bit of punk in there. It, it's got everything, and you keep listening because you're kind of like, what's next? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 fun, and I kind of think that you know if. People who, people who are into it know what I'm talking about. You go in, the earlier you go into the scene, the, the death metal scene anyway, there was a lot more influence, a lot more punk rock influence. I mean, even in the, in the thrash, the thrash world, which was a huge part of the, the death metal scene. Um, all those guys were misfits fans. All those guys were, were fans of all the early punk rock bands, you know? So it was, it's all influence came from the same place. Um, and, and early death metal, I really liked the fact that the, and earlier metal in general, um, you didn't have to have lyrics over every single guitar lick, right? Like, there was focus on the fact that this is good music and, and let's listen to this guy, just, just rock out. You know what I mean? Right. And so, um, there was a lot more emphasis on the music. If anything, the, the vocals were just there to shock people. Um, and so, so yeah, no, I, it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, um, you were you're talking about the the guitar and the just the music of it, and I noticed some some place in the '90s because I I grew up. You said uh, you're you're 86, baby. I'm 71, baby. I'm so my yeah. teenage years were spent in the '80s with big hair and glam, so that's kind of what I gravitate yeah. to. But um, every it, it was cookie cutter. It was very cookie cutter. And the uh, there there was always a guitar solo. Didn't matter what song it yeah. was. There was always a guitar solo, and we got away from that in the '90s. And that that was okay. It was a little bit refreshing. Uh, the band that comes to mind for me is like Presidents of the United States of America, who just came out and jammed, and, and that was cool. Yeah. But um, it it almost was looked down upon. To have a guitar solo because you oh you, you can't get past the eighties you need that guitar solo in there you got to show off instead of just being the band and playing and, and there was a there was kind of that mentality with people for a while and I don't get it because yeah. you have some amazing musicians amazing musicians uh, um, I'll, I'll go down a few Oz Fox is a is a great guitarist he's an amazing yeah. guitarist. Um, and uh, one of my favorite guitars ever is John Five, and you ever watch that guy play? Holy smokes, yeah, he's man! Crazy. Yeah, holy smokes! Yeah. It, and I, I don't normally listen to a lot of you know uh, instrumental songs, but I listen to his albums anytime, and most of mm -hmm. them are just instrumental because he's such an amazing guitar player. So we're overlooking the musicianship of yeah. a lot of these artists just so we can get in. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was in, in metal. It's kind of like that. It's definitely, 
what I what I dislike the most about like modern heavy music is the breakdown. The the instead of instead of having guitar players that can like thrash and actually play like you're saying guitar solos, they fault out for like a like a real slow and it and it's in every single song. It's it's like they it loses me. It loses me. And it's not you know, a guitar solo, at least you're there's some excitement to it because it could go anywhere. Right. You know? This is just like like you you forgot what to do, so you just stopped in the middle of the song. Like it's it's not impressive to me. <laughs> like yeah. it had its place, it had its place, and now it's just that's it. That's all it is anymore. And so, yeah, I and then what's funny is is you go past the '90s and into the 2000s, and you started getting the 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 pop punk um, regeneration. Your Blink 182s, your right. your Green Days once again, and all that, and then. After that, you went straight to pop and rap, and there wasn't a guitar to be found for oh. about 10, 15 years. And so now you hear anything with a guitar in it, and you're like, oh, this is, this is actually pretty good. It's, it's trash, but yeah. <laughs> you're thinking it's good because you actually heard a guitar. For well, you know, it's like yeah. uh, uh, I'm a lover of soda, and if I go you know, a month without having a, a can of Coke, uh, you know, the next month I'm like, woo. This this is pretty good. I like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. You know what? Uh, can we can we just throw it in here? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Uh, the the band is Decaying Martyr, and the song "Unholy Cremation" on Rock Salt. Yeah. 
Keegan from Dead Sin, and you're listening to Rock Salt Radio. Rock Salt Musecast Experience, Aaron, Dave, and Patrick. ADP in the house. Don't forget. Get some. Yes, right. <laughs> Get some. We got Thomas. Today. Thomas from Dispraised yes. and Decaying Martyr. Where's our studio audience at? Oh, oh there we are. <laughs> <laughs> It's still early on a Saturday, yes. so they're, they're yeah. a little groggy. Yeah, so. Yeah, they're tired. <laughs> New album comes out September 19th, I think it is. No. Um, oh, uh, September 9th. 9 9 9 9 9 9 9 9 9 9 9 9 9 9 the 9 9 9 From 9 9 9 9 9 9 9 9 9 for this album? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not okay. sure what the, what the, the move will be. I know that okay. <laughs> I would still really like to get moral raw on, on vinyl. Um, and it will happen eventually. I just don't know what the timeline's looking like. So you did put something on I'm vinyl. Say yes. You did put something on vinyl. And, uh, I got it. The other, the other day, that's the other day I, uh, Gave it to Dave. Yeah, I uh, love it. And I've been showing it around to everybody. I'm like, check out this vinyl. It's really cool. I yeah. feel it. It's so heavy. I mean, it's like, you know, it's thick. It's That is a quality yeah. pressing. And and let me let me uh, throw this out there really fast. I, I don't know if you guys were involved in this gift to me, but thank you. Because there was a nice little displays care package of a, uh, some stickers, a patch, um, uh, two the two yeah, I think you put uh, it on sale like March April and I was like oh this would be great for Dave because he likes uh, vinyl yeah and likes putting it in frames and putting it up in well the house, I got so. a I got a lot of vinyl over there. It's That's true. not. Uh, yeah. I, I've got true. the autograph stuff up in frames, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but thank you if you were involved. Thomas and thank you to yeah. Rottweiler Record Records too. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they were involved, yeah. but hey, uh, quality stuff. I'm so excited to get the little package and and it was just jam packed full of cool stuff, man. Yeah, so exactly. thank you. The color was yeah, great no on that on that vinyl. So uh, back to the music. Uh, so what what thing what subjects are you? Uh, are you uh, Aaron's editing himself? Yeah. So let yeah. me let me help you out, Aaron. Okay, okay? thank you. Hey, um, uh, who are you offending on this album, yes, Thomas? There we go. <laughs> uh, well, there's one uplifting song. There's a there's a there's a good like a good positive song. One uh, positive, a, a punk praise song. and worship song. Wow. <laughs> uh, not not praise and worship, but positive. Uh, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, no, there's, there's, there's one song on there that's, uh, that kind of is 
attacking mental health um, and kind of in a, a more encouraging, uplifting song. Um, there's there's kind of a, there can be anyway, a stigma when it comes to Tom where everything is, everything you do is negative. So I wanted to, <laughs> to make sure everybody knew that I'm not just a, a, a self-loathing individual that, that uh, <laughs> there is some positivity there. No, but um, so yeah, we've, we attack uh, mental health issues. Um, we really kind of, I mean, everybody's going to be mad besides that song. <laughs> everybody's going to be mad. So, so what you, you're not going to be able to find it on Facebook because they won't allow it. <laughs> well, the, yeah. And that's the, the lead single right now that the, that the label put out is um, I believe is the one you guys are going to play here in a, here in a minute. It's called jab. And I'm sure your imagination can, can uh, lead you to what it's all about. Um, it's uh just kind of a, it's, it's about uh, the idea of mandatory vaccines and, and vaccinations and whatnot. Well, there's um, our blue banner, Aaron. We just earned yeah, our blue banner go. on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. My goal is yeah. to get a blue banner on every show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and it's not, it's not, you know, anti vaccine or whatever. It's, it's, the idea of being forced to do anything. I'm not really a, a huge fan of. So, um, well, and I love this I week that they came out. Yeah. I love this week that they came out and said, yeah, it's no different. Get it. Don't get yeah. it. Well, no, we want yeah. you to get it, but it's no different if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. now when you put together the songs, is, is you and Donovan kind of collaborating, uh, to put, to put um, together lyrics so one of the songs on on the new album Donovan wrote I would say like 75% of okay um, the rest of everything that we've done has just been as far as writing goes has just been me um, so it was kind of fun to to take some of the lyrics that he had come up with and and tweak them and and turn them into a song um, and so so there is that Typically, the way the whole process there works out is um, Donovan's, he's, he's a machine. This man, I bet you, I don't even know. He would, he, I'm sure thousands of hours worth of music he's, he's recorded and has stored on several different computers somewhere. I mean, he, all he does is, is write music, record music. It's what he's, he's probably right now recording a song. Right in something. As we speak. He yeah. records and so, writes at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm working on song number one, but I'm writing song number two as I do it. I'm a yes. multitasker. That's what I do. Exactly. Exactly. And and five or six different styles. And I mean, the guy, like I say, he's just a machine. So um, he'll send me, I'll tell him, hey, let's, let's start working on, you know, eight to 10 tracks. And he'll send me, four or five Dropbox files with eight to 10 tracks in it for me to decide which ones I like and whatnot. And then we'll kind of fine tune everything beyond there. And then, um, the, the last part of the process is getting it to Justin and getting him in the studio to, to record, uh, drum tracks too. So, so that's kind of the way we do that now, um, when he sends you over the, the rough tracks, are yeah. you listening to it? Um, objectively, 
Or are you listening to it like, well, I don't really like that. I got to think of a, a nice way to tell him, throw that out. Or are you, uh, uh, you know, aggressively going at it going, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, I think we should do it this way. Yeah, it's um, kind of a little bit of all of that. I think, I think that, you know, he's, when you write as much music and put out as much stuff as this guy does, um, being told no, isn't a big deal because he's like, okay, well I got, you know, a hundred others, other songs yeah. I can show you. Um, so I, uh, and unfortunately for us, he'll, he'll throw songs in our, in our little chat group we have. We don't even ever get a chance to listen to because it's just so much all the time. Yeah. So, uh, but, um, you know, this, the, the direction that we're planning on going, um, has been, has been more, uh, requested and fine, fine tuned on my end, as far as, you know, I'm telling him kind of the style I want, the sound that I want. And so he's, he's writing new stuff. That's a little, a little, uh, more fresh and, and it's challenging him and he's enjoying it. And so, um, yeah, we do a little bit, a little bit of everything. Sometimes he'll find a song that he recorded 10 years ago and I'm like, man, this is it. And, and we'll use it. So he's got the, the Prince like vault of music, huh? Yes. He just, does. just writes them and throws them in the vault, never to be heard yep. again. And, yep. and then pulls them out when needed. You know, uh, I saw this yesterday on Facebook and, uh, it just occurred to me that if you do put out, uh, you know, a vinyl pressing of jab, um, I will, uh, I'll, Texas over to you and I'll put it up on the on the Facebook so everybody can see what I'm talking about um, somebody posted on Facebook yesterday I have many regrets in my life but none compared to this and it's a guy um, he's got a shoulder tattoo on his arm there of the COVID virus with a band-aid over it that says J&J it's got the J&J uh, logo on it and 31621 <laughs> <laughs> it's like why why are you doing this to yourself <laughs> it was not enough that you went down and got the jab now now you need to tell everybody uh yeah. i like needles so much it just hey <laughs> yeah. every time the tattoo needle went on my arm it was full of j and j to those who don't know much about Disbraced, uh, Donovan is in South Africa, right? Yeah. And uh, Justin is in somewhere in Kentucky? Yes. Okay. And so, and you're in Idaho, so. We should get Justin yeah, yeah. together with, uh, with um, you know, that guy. Yeah, it's true. You know, yeah, you sounds know. good. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> Yeah, um, he's out there in Kentucky, and yes. I think he's looking for some band members. <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah, um, how is this album different than the first? Um, this album is just a, a lot more straightforward, thrashy punk rock. Um, moral rot. We did a little more um, kind of spoken word sort of stuff intertwined in it. You heard a lot more black flag influence, I would say, in moral rot. Um, this album is just just straightforward, in your face, thrashy punk rock. I don't normally uh, like to ask this question because I, I think it's 
kind of a stupid question, but when it applies to punk music, because the label got slapped on so much, I'm sorry, Green Day, just not punk, used to be on their first album, uh, second, third, fourth, no. Uh, What would you liken your your music too so it, 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 what i'm getting at is uh if you dig the ramones you're gonna dig the pray dispraised or you dig this band you're gonna dig where uh, for someone that's never heard of dispraised yeah who's the who is the band you go if you like that band you're gonna dig us well i think that i think that for the last release for moral rot um there really was a lot of, of Henry Rollins influence in, in what I was doing, uh, my writing style and, and whatnot. And I think that, uh, I don't really know that it, it wasn't on purpose. I, I, I remember listening to the album and going, huh, sounds like a black flag album. <laughs> so, um, so, so for the last album, I'd say there's a lot of, of uh, black flag influence. Um, and this one, um, there's probably this, this one's more along the lines of like, uh, bad brains, I would say. Okay. Um, so if, if anybody's familiar with bad brains, um, just a lot more fast, aggressive, um, uh, maybe even a little noisy at times, uh, just in your face, hardcore punk rock. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I love. See, I, I, when I tell people about dispraised, I always call it old school punk because yeah. Man, that's what it sounds like. It's un unfiltered. It's just punk was always just four guys or three guys or five guys getting on a stage and making some noise, right? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't necessarily about. Oh, there goes number two. He broke my second coaster, which is my wow. Giants no, coaster. It's, no, it's not broke. <laughs> he did that intentionally. Wow. Um, yeah, I think. He's, he's trying to do it now. Yeah. Hey, you know, um, hey, if I had 60 friends that all suddenly died mysteriously, I'd be under investigation now, wouldn't I? <laughs> um, anyways, getting back to what I was saying, the old school punk, uh, I, I use it as a compliment, but it's, I think back to the the you know, what, 77, 78, where, where that scene exploded. And, yeah, um, yeah I, I'm not going to lie. I was six or seven years old, but I, I do remember history. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CBGB. That's what, yep. that's what your music makes me feel like. Like, I'm back in that era. Uh, I love the Ramones, but the Ramones is not hardened in your face like you are with the Sprayed. Or a lot of right. these other punk bands. I dig the Ramones. I've met Marky Ramone. And that dude, uh, we don't agree politically at all. But he is a very genuine and humble guy. And what a nice guy. Um, yeah. So, and he's, he's, he, he sticks to his convictions. And, and yeah. I, can, uh, I can appreciate that regardless of what side of the fence you're on politically. If you can back up what you're saying with some facts and we can have a conversation, um, that is great. 
I respect sure. you. I respect people like Bill Maher because the guy sticks to it. I, I will even say this, while I don't agree with his politics or what he wants to do, I respect Bernie Sanders. I like Bernie Sanders. You know why? Over 30 years, he doesn't flip-flop. He's the same as he was 30 years ago. Right, right. Okay, yep. so I respect that, and that's a dude I can have a conversation with. Now, I do troll him on Twitter when he talks about his socialism, and I ask him how many homeless families he's moved into his three mansions. He never responds, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but um, your 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 music is that that old school punk, and I just love it. I keep I keep going back to this because we have. Mm. We put too much frosting on the cake. How about that? Yeah. With music. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, for, for punk rock fans now, um, there's, there's, there's so many different, it's weird how there's so many different, um, genres, kind of subgenres of the yeah. same, of the same, you know, but yeah, if you're looking for, for pretty crisp, singing vocals this isn't the album for you if you're looking <laughs> if you're for, looking for celine dion it's not here yeah, <laughs> yeah if you're looking you know if you're looking for for high-pitched whiny songs about your girlfriend this isn't the album for you um, <laughs> that's hey, a bl- that's hey, a blink one Delilah? yeah no that's a blink yeah, 182 yeah. album okay. for sure okay. yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend looking, left me and uh, yeah yeah if you're looking for, for funny, comedic, skate punk, uh, this isn't the album for you. Um, but if you're looking for something that just is like, uh, I heard the term aggro punk. Never heard that before. I just, I just, like I said earlier, one day I woke up and I was in the twilight zone. So yeah. now there's all these different things, but apparently this is, this is aggro punk, which is aggressive punk rock. You know um, what? I like that name because I use the word aggro a lot. Yeah, I, yeah. So I dig that name. Yeah. To me, it's just it's just punk rock. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's stripped down, uh, natural, in its true form, punk rock. That's what it is. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I dig about it because when I listen to Dispraise, like I said, I feel like I'm in a tiny little uh, hole-in-the-wall club. And there's a bunch of people around, and we're just getting rowdy. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. Yep. And there's people flying off the stage and all kinds of stuff. So, I yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, as we uh, kind of wrap up our conversation, um, how can people pre-order this? I mean, the pre-orders are happening now. Where can they go? So right now, uh, from what I understand. The, all of the pre-orders are on the uh, dispraised Rottweiler Records Bandcamp page. Okay. So um, if you just go to Yahoo or, Google, Yahoo or Google or whatever you like to use and, and type in Bandcamp and dispraised, um, it should pop up. So, um, And the, the pre-orders are both digital and uh, uh, compact disc. So oh, you put them on CD too. Right now. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's great. And do you have it in uh, in your bag in the bag of your head that you want to do another vinyl pressing of anything, or uh, maybe no? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So i I definitely want to get everything. Me person, <clears throat> me personally, I'm a I'm a vinyl nerd too. So uh, I would really like to get 
all of the Dispraise catalog on vinyl. I'd also like to get whatever ends up being the final uh, catalog for Decaying Martyr on vinyl. Um, I've tossed around ideas of doing a split 12-inch of maybe uh, Decaying Martyr on one side and Dispraised on the other side. That would be cool. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Some different things. But, but yeah, no, definitely um, in the future, there, there's, there's more vinyl to be had. Right now, vinyl sucks because... It's popular again, which is cool, um, but there's not many uh, presses right. out there. So, so it's you're either in a line for over a year to get something completed, or um, you're paying just astronomical amount of amounts of money that you'll never be able to to recover. Yeah, and and it's not really about <clears throat> that for me. Um, the recovering the money or whatever it's to me, vinyl is history, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it's, you knew CDs weren't going to last forever. They're, they're too easy to, to damage. Um, cassette tapes are also kind of one of those things that, that are, are history. Eight tracks. They, they didn't last. Um, vinyl is really something that, that you can put away and it'll just be there forever. There is nothing better than listening to Pink Floyd, the wall on a track and in the middle of comfortably numb, you go and it picks up again. Yeah. 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 Um, So, so yeah, for, for vinyl, um, when I have something on vinyl, I know that when we put that, when we put that, that, uh, little EP out that you have, um, I remember holding it in my hands and feeling like, like this is, this is history. This is something that's going to, going to be here beyond, beyond me. You know, if it's on Spotify, who knows what's going to happen to all that stuff 10, 15 years from now. Yeah. We see Um, how that stuff goes. Yeah. So, so, so having the vinyl is, is important to me. So yeah, definitely. I, I, I think you'll see everything on vinyl at some point. I don't know how soon though. I uh, I said that going into this whole digital era and, and the record companies were, you know, crying like babies that they didn't have any money anymore. And uh, I, I went, well, if you could just put out a quality product, people would buy it. You're, you're not sure. putting out a quality product and people don't care and they'd rather just steal it on Napster. Uh, yep. There's always going to be those people that steal the music. They're always yeah, there. Um, yeah. But, and I don't even hate those people because I am those people a little bit. So, <laughs> you know, so, well, I don't have to be that, those people anymore because now you guys send it to me. So yeah. <laughs> you've legitimized me. <laughs> well, and I mean, you can, you can have a Spotify where artists don't get paid anything anyway and still feel good about yourself. So, I mean, that's, that's just how, that's the world we're in. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you guys are getting, uh, literally not even pennies on the dollar. You're getting fractions yeah. of pennies on the dollar, yeah. uh, yeah. from Spotify. And yeah, that sucks. Uh, it really yeah. does. I mean, we don't get anything from Spotify and Spotify's our, right. that's our go-to, but, um, the, I don't know. You need Spotify needs to do better, I think, but I don't know the, the business end of it. I don't know how you make all that work. I know there's a lot of expense. I don't know. Uh, We do know they're getting rich. They're a big corporation and they keep getting bigger. So, but I don't know. 
it's the landscape's definitely changed. Vinyl, you're right. Uh, I never looked at it that way. I just looked at it like I like holding something. I like looking at yeah. the pictures while I listen to the music. I like reading the lyrics as I'm listening to the music. And I know I can go online and read the lyrics. I don't, but I'm talking about. You know, when you held the lyric sheet, when you pulled out that record, yep. you were so excited to have a lyric sheet because a lot of bands <laughs> didn't do that. And you go, I can't understand the song. But, yeah, it, it was just an experience to get a new album. Yeah, It's just a whole lot more personal. You know, yeah. I, I a CD can go anywhere with you and, and you can share it with anyone. Um, but to listen to that vinyl, you got to be sitting down in your bed, on your yeah. bed, in your bedroom. You know what I mean? Just yeah. hanging out. And so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a lot more personal and, and there's just, I don't know, there's a different feel to it. So, um, yeah, yeah, well, we'll definitely have some more vinyl out. Well, let me, let me tell you on this pressing, it is a quality product. The vinyl is beautiful. Can you grab it for me? Get, let me grab it. Okay. I just want to show it off real fast. Hold on. Okay. He's grabbing the, uh the package yeah i ordered it so long ago from you and his yeah. birthday is in july i i had to search <laughs> where'd i put it and, and that's part of getting uh a little older not remembering everything so oh i am you, you ready to go <laughs> i am you ready to go yeah i have okay. gifts for my wife from christmas from two years ago <laughs> that i've forgotten to give her <laughs> and i was like oh that'll good make a really good christmas present for next year yeah um I, I know it's hard to see with the, the green screen thing, but there's that. And, and, but this vinyl, it's heavy. You know, yeah. for a yes. seven inch, this thing is heavy. This is the green one. And so do you have more left at Bandcamp of these? Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. So uh, yeah. if you're looking, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're like, wow, that's cool. Go yeah. to his band cap and order that. Even the labels are very yes. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, you and did see, a fantastic that, job. It really that. is. And this is what I'm talking about with the record companies. When I say, you know, if you just put out a quality product, people will buy it. Yeah. People will buy it. Yep. Oh, record store day. Yeah. I can't get the one I want because people are lined up around the store. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's got to tell you something, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so how can they get a hold of you? Um, you're Dispray's Punk um, on Instagram. You on Facebook? Yeah. So it's it should be uh, Dispray's Punk um, at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and now TikTok. TikTok. So, oh, the, oh, yes. oh, oh. He yes. went TikTok on. Us. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, I, I tell you what, though. <laughs> um. It's worth the price of admission to go to Dispraise Punk on Instagram. Your little ad about your album that's got Obama, Biden, and all them. Oh, I haven't seen this one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's floating around. Uh, it's really good. It's a, I, I think they call it a reel. I'm, again, I'm, I'm old, so uh, yeah. I don't know all yeah. this stuff uh, on Instagram, but it's really, really cool. And so, uh, who came again, up there? There you go, right there, Dave. I'm, oh, I'm showing nice. Dave, I'm showing Dave the I little like that ad, one. Yeah. The little ad you have. And so, uh, We'll put that up on Facebook as well. Yeah. The um, uh, who came up with the idea for the last ad where it said you know you could you know buy displays but 
you know, just go listen to it on Spotify. <laughs> was yeah. that Rottweiler? Or was that you? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, that was the label. It's kind of funny because, um, so the label, I don't know how much time we have here, but the label, uh, as much as you want, the, yeah. the original owner, um, sold the label to mythic Panda productions, which has been cool. Um, but there, you know, with, with any change, there's, there's some friction. And then of course us being us, there's unnecessary friction, I'm sure. Um, and so that's so, the band we warned you about. Uh, yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, I was always telling them, you know, we're, we're, we're not marketable. Like we're not, we're a, we're a punk band. We're not, we're not a hardcore band. We're not young. We're not cute. We're not sexy. There's nothing, nothing good about us. Like we're just, we're just making music. So there was a lot of those sort of conversations. And then finally one day, uh, they were like, you know what? Like you keep saying this about yourselves. So we're just going to market it like that. So here you go. Don't buy their stuff because it's not that good. And you're not, <laughs> you know? And so I was like, all right, cool. Well now we're on the same page at least. So I, uh, I loved it. Yeah. I, when I saw that, I thought it was so funny. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Thomas, I want to bring you back on, uh, in the next month or so. Uh, I want to talk to you about the psychology and the, uh, just the marketability of the record industry and, and punk music. Does that make sense? I know I was rolling out yeah. nickel words there for, you know, but uh, no, because I, I honestly, this is what, what is in my mind right now, which is, uh, and it can go in a much bigger conversation that we don't have time for, but punk bands are anti-establishment and it's okay to be broke in a punk band. However, at the same time, a little money would be nice. Who's gonna who's gonna turn down Green Day money to be yeah. this major band that plays arena? I don't fault bands for that. However, as we've seen, and I'll use Green Day yeah. as an example, we've if you watch the progression over their albums, uh, they talk about uh, you know in the first albums they're they're just all punk. I don't know much of the music from the first ones. I just listen to it. I don't pay attention to it. But, yeah, you know, he goes through, uh, you know, in Dookie, they talk about uh, growing up in, in Oakland and, and kind of what that's like. And, you know, and then, of course, they, they've got songs about uh, doing drugs and that sort of thing. And then they got songs about sobriety and then falling off the wagon and all this. And it's their life experiences. But I feel like you get to a point, artists get to a point where there's so much money and so much success involved that they don't have the inspiration that they used to have. And they're trying yeah. to manufacture it at this point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I agree. That's, that's your homework assignment. We'll talk about it next time. <laughs> <laughs> Here's jab. It's the new one from Dispraise. Thomas. Thanks for coming on. Yes. Thank and you. Thank check you. Check out all the social no media, TikTok. T please check them out. These guys are great. Uh, we want to, um, you know, we want a third and fourth album. So support. Yeah. Them. Yeah. More and more. Yeah. And thanks again to uh, Rottweiler Records. Uh, I dig their, I dig their label out there. I haven't talked to anybody, but <laughs> you, but I love yeah. those guys. Uh, I love the label. I love what they're doing with you guys. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, it's the new one, Jab. It's out 
September 9th, lines in the dirt, disbraced. It's the Rock Salt Musecast experience. from the UK and check out Rock Salt Radio Podcast. Rock Salt Musecast Experience, Aaron, Dave, and Patrick. ADP in the house. His timing's impeccable. Yeah. Get some. <laughs> oh, he's here when he's not here. He's here in spirit. Uh, right. He had band practice today and uh, they got a... They got a couple new members, and so he was working on that. And I guess he told you he wanted to save his voice today. So yes, I totally understand that. He's a singer; singing comes first. So there you are. We know where we stand. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I'm sure it'd be different if we were living in Kentucky. That's true. But because um, we just roll over to his house. Okay. <laughs> Band practice over. Yeah, yeah. Time to do the show. Hey, are you guys done yet? Because yeah. we got a show to do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Um, well, I don't. I, did we? Did we ever set up music for the no. top ten? No. All right. So here, wait. Hey, hang on. Okay. Hang on. Let me let me oh, take okay. care of this for you. All right. It's top ten time. There you go. It's it's, it's Aaron's top ten. Yes. It's Rock Salt's top ten. I'm just putting it together. Okay. Rock Salt's top ten put together hey. by Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I okay. love I love these guys. They they uh, emailed me and texted me this week. I was talking to them this week. Uh, number ten, Saved by Scarlet, Black Knight, Black Knight, good song. Yeah, 
It really is. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. Digging that, man. I'm headbanging over here, Aaron. Yeah, it, it uh, definitely uh Good song to open a show with for sure. Right? Yeah. A lot of energy. All right. Number nine. Number nine. Need to breathe. Uh, it's the talk of the town. And I, I seems very look. different from Black Knight. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, you know, they kind of a switch foot type of sound. If you're a switch foot fan, you're going to like Need to Breathe. Okay. Uh, listen to this guy sing all day. It's a really good song. Oh, man. I love this song. So. That's why it's number nine. Number eight. Uh, ready for number eight? Yeah. Band-Aid by uh, Jody, Jody Essex. Essex. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is not what I would expect from someone named Jody Essex. That's right. She's a rocker. That's awesome. So uh, I uh, contacted... Uh, her this week about coming on the show. Hopefully, oh. she, they, she takes the invite and comes on the show. That would be great. That would be awesome. Number eight, and so it's called Band Aid. One yeah. word, Band Aid. Yep. Number seven. Uh, a little slower than the stuff we've heard from Undefeated. Yeah, but uh, this is called Story. And uh, I like those kids we, in we, Undefeated. They're, yeah, they're great. And word's so. getting out on them. I was talking to Ryan from Soberfest, and he's like, yeah, I saw Undefeated up at uh, uh, Kingdom Come. Yep. And uh, he goes, love them. Yeah. So. Uh, hopefully, uh, more stuff faster. Yeah. You know. Uh, no, this is but, good, though. But it is good. This no, is a ra- no. This yeah, is but, totally a radio song. Yes. And so, but I'm talking about more releases quicker and all that. Oh, again, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and so, number six, uh, Joey Unison and Joseph uh, Golding, a uh, song called Phases. Uh, I found Joseph uh, Golding a couple of months ago. And uh, this is, you know, I started following him on Spotify and was sent this song and I was like I love this song uh, it just talks about I can't you know how we go through different you. phases you know in our life and you know seasons you. and all that okay. so but it's really good it's got a really good okay. beat and I love this song and so uh, uh, this, he's got some newer stuff that I've heard and uh, it'll probably be on my August list now next is a band you like and I like they've kind of modernized their 80 sound to today and so number five is uh Rip fear not by fear not yeah and it's got an 80s early 90s sound but it's modernized to today too you know i like it this is this is really good and if you if you are an 80s hairband kind of fan fear not's for you oh yeah uh, go check out their new album yeah, this is good stuff, man. Suffocate, I can't 
Reminds me a little of Blood Good with the voice. Yeah. Yep. There you go. All right. All right, number four. Your friend and ours. Oh, man. Now, I told you when I heard this song, I'm like, man, this could fit right on a Vector album. You know, right yep. into this, some of the newer stuff. And I, I, I love the feel of this song. And in the next couple weeks, we are going to get uh, Ryan from Reborn on to talk about this song. We just uh, haven't done it yet. All right, number three of our first interview ever on uh, Rock Salt was this gentleman. Before it was a show, we interviewed this guy. Yeah. uh, true lyric, and oh my gosh, I love this song. It just uh, talks about you know just being happy in life and cheerful in life and and, and, and thankful, you know, for all the blessings we have. You know, we may not be rich or poor or whatever it is. We may not have this or that, uh, but you know, we have someone to be grateful to. True just gives off positive vibes when you meet him, man. He just does. I love this song. So, it's called "Grateful" from True Lyric. And uh, by the way, if you're looking for True Lyric, it's spelled T-R-U space L-Y-R-I-C. Please check him out. He's on Instagram, uh, Facebook. So, yeah. Uh, he's a Nor- uh, Northern California boy like us. Yep. So. Yep. All right. Number two. Uh, Massasano. Mr. Sassy Pants. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a fantastic song. Uh, it's called Dear God. It's number two. Um, it would be number one in most uh, weeks, but our number one is a really good song. Um, but I love this song. Uh, he just released another song in August, and that's going to be in my top ten. Um, he, this is a fantastic song. And I he's had some number one hits on the rock charts, and this one's going to be there, too. Now, he's on Rockfest, right? Yes, he is. Okay. Yep. Oh, I love that. That guitar that follows the vocals. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. All right. Number one. Number one. Of July. Climbing up the charts. Oh, my gosh. Uh, one of your favorite bands is involved in this song. Disciple. Yes. Um, but it's not a Disciple song, obviously. No, no it's not. But it's got that electronic feel that you like. Uh, what do they call it? EMD a little bit. You know. EDM. EDM there. I'm sorry. It's got a little rap, EDM, little rock. Because here it comes. So it's got I could, I could uh, base that in my car. I could bump yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so this is uh, Trampoline's Disciple and uh, Legend. They're all involved in the song. It's called Amen to That. So, all right. Yeah, Good stuff. Right. Yeah, it is. Good stuff. I'm glad that uh, music is coming back with a vengeance. Uh, you know, there was a lot. There was a long time of mediocre Christian rock music coming out. W- wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, uh, I particularly, I know you don't necessarily agree with this, but I think the 90s were really bad for Christian rock music. See, I think the 2000s. That too. Yeah, I, I think, uh, well, 95, uh, DC Talk released 
maybe my favorite album of all time, Jesus Freak. Okay, but and, and that it was it was good, and there were some other bands. The, the, the Jars of Clay got made it uh, big. Yeah, and, I mean, there, yeah, there was yes, but there was some good music. I thought two thousands was a little I don't dry know. for me. You know, uh, I, I'm going to dip back to the '80s here, and I know people's feeling on the '80s music, especially Christian rock, because. Uh, it, it wasn't as good as it is today. It wasn't. Okay. But um, I don't know. There was a lot of it. I was listening to a lot of stuff and most of it was Christian. And then in the 90s, I couldn't find any Christian music that I really liked. I didn't like most of it. Um, I, I like comes to mind. Hoi Polloi. Uh, they had an album and I went. This is going to be alternative stuff that I'm really going to get into. And I didn't. And I gave the CD to somebody else because they really liked it. <laughs> but for me, yeah, the 90s just wasn't that great for Christian music. Uh, now, post-COVID, man, it's awesome. It's sort of like that comedian, you know, doing the, the magic trick where you pull one thing out of a hat and then another thing out of a hat, another thing out. and that's been this journey I've been on finding new music for the show, people to interview. That oh wow, there's this band and this band. Uh, like this week, I never heard of Behold the Beloved. I was like, where have they been all my life? Right, you know. And so uh, again, I really haven't shared them with you. Uh, Yet, but I was like, man, because they were on. I saw a flyer where they're going to be on tour with the Relentless Flood and Count Resemblance, and I'm like, I like both those bands. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not going to go on tour with somebody that they don't like. So who is this? And I was like, oh wow, yeah. So thank goodness for uh, Spotify and for all those bands out there making music uh, that I'm kind of finding out. So well, uh, I I do love the fact that we live in the age where. You don't necessarily need a record company to put out good music. True. And there's a lot of uh, bands out there that uh, you might not have heard of, and they're putting out some fantastic music. And uh, Spotify, as much as I know, uh, I'm, I'm not down with this part of it. They don't pay the artists what they really should be paying them. But it does give you an avenue to find some great music. And I will tell you, if you like a band, please... Buy their merch, go see them in, in concert. That's how they make money. That's it. And so, and if it's a free show, you should be buying two shirts and a bunch of bumper stickers or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you can get. Yeah. If you can you afford get. it. Yeah, if you can afford it. That's but it. But I mean, the these thing bands is, is, need to get supported so they continue on. Yeah. They, uh, bands used to make money off of CD sales and record sales, that's how they made money. Nobody's buying that stuff anymore except, uh, you know, well, I got a vinyl collection we talk about, but uh, it, people aren't buying music like they used to. So bands have to sell merch and play shows in order to make money. And that's cool. I actually like that side of it because now I get to see some great shows where before sometimes bands, and I'm not talking Christian bands here, but uh, sometimes bands would put it out an album and never tour. And I'd really want to see a show. But nowadays, uh, if you want to make some money, better get out there, play yeah. some shows. So um, so if you like some of the music we're playing, 
maybe haven't listened to, please uh, buy their content. Uh, follow them. Follow them. Man, a follow on Spotify is a huge, huge. Uh, follow our show because please, yeah. Um, we while we do want you to listen to the show, that that's our main reason for doing it. But um, listens are not what people are looking at. People are looking at how many followers do you have, and uh, so following a band can be a huge boost for them. And it doesn't take anything but just clicking that button. So, yeah, I hate to sound like one of those people on YouTube, but that's that's the the realism of it is uh, follows count. So hit the button. You like a band, just follow them because it it matters. Yep. So, hey, we're going to play more great music on the Rock Salt Mises Experience. Hey, this is Steve from the Word 66. I am hanging out, rock and roll preaching with the dynamic duo Dave and Aaron here on Rock Salt Radio. Rock Salt Musecast Experience, Aaron, Dave, as I promised, a barn burner of a show. It was a hard one, Aaron. I put on my leather pants for this one, brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Thomas is just so refreshing. He really is. You, you, uh, and you, you never, uh, you ask him a question and you're getting a straightforward answer. You know, I think that's why I like him. I don't know what he thinks of me, but I like him yeah. because uh, we kind of st- are the same person, I think. Kind of. And um, is we he banned on Facebook too. Uh, well, we talked about that off air where he got banned a few times. I, oh, okay. I, I don't know. Okay. You know what? Maybe we should get a contest going between me and Thomas about who can spend more time in Facebook jail. Oh, I've got my teardrop tattoo <laughs> that Mark Zuckerberg gave me personally. Oh. <laughs> um, you know who should be banned from Facebook? Lots we, of we, people. We, we played him at the top of the show. Oh, Liz Cheney. <laughs> oh. I, I mean, hey. Trump has probably banned from two social. Trump hasn't. No, he doesn't ban anybody. That's what's That's, fantastic oh, okay. about truth. Okay. Um, well, I'm sure there's certain guidelines that have to be met. Uh, yes. But, um, you know, here's the thing about Trump. Trump has ego. We all know that. We're all. Mm, it's abrasive. I got a little ego, too. Um, I ain't got ego, but. Not nothing the size of Trump's ego. Trump's ego is the size of uh, you know the Montana sky. But the the thing about Trump is Which now stretches into Wyoming. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Trump's ego. He knows he's got an ego, and he actually laughs at that. Yes, and that's funny. And I find that funny. It just like I find uh, George Bush Jr. funny when he would catch himself saying a Bushism. And he just play it off like, eh, yeah, you know, well, you get it. Man. But there's something when Joe Biden says, well, you, uh, yeah, you know the thing. You know the thing. And then he just moves on like it never happened. And then the White House says, yeah, that never happened. We actually changed the transcript to say it never happened. <laughs> End of message. Hey, yeah, the transcript is supposed to be word for word. You can't change words in a transcript. It's no longer a transcript. Um, we're going to redefine that word too, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, we played Liz Cheney at the top of the show, uh, which is something that we, we want to do each week. We're not going to just stick to politics. We just want to find stupid things that, that, uh, 
famous people say, and I'm including politicians and famous people. I, you know, it's a lump word there, but uh, she said something pretty stupid, which was uh, she likened herself to Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Maybe the greatest president of all time. Quite possibly. I mean, Top there's, three, a, probably. there's a, definitely some running there. I'm, I, I'm a fan of JFK. I'm a fan of Reagan. Um, I think Clinton was a good president, with certain exceptions. Uh, Ike, great president. Okay, we had some... What George Washington was the greatest. Well, I wasn't he, there for it. Yeah, but he, <laughs> he, you know, the pressure was on. If he screwed this up, there wouldn't be another president. <laughs> Sure that it was like, you know, I bet I can't, you know, and he really had no roadmap, did he? No, no, nothing at all. It was trial by fire. That's it. But so I just clue him as is the top guy because he paved the way for everybody else. Let me let me say this here. Uh, I I was gonna use a different person, but I'll use Joe Rogan. Liz Cheney likening herself to. Abraham Lincoln is me likening myself to Joe Rogan because we both have a podcast. Okay. I'm not Joe Rogan. I know I'm not Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's great. He's very interesting. Um, three and four hour podcasts. Uh, I have a hard time with because I ain't got that kind of time. But if he whittled that thing down to a one hour podcast, I am there because I listen to Mongino almost every day. and He's got a one hour podcast. So, I love Joe Rogan. I'm not Joe Rogan. Uh, Liz Cheney, you are not Abraham Lincoln. But in the words of my brother, when we were talking about it, I said, well, Liz Cheney hasn't freed any slaves. And he, she, my brother said, well, she freed the people of Wyoming. <laughs> you told me that. And I go, uh, no, the people of Wyoming freed themselves. Yeah. yeah. So, um, look, here's my thing about Cheney is has she done her job? I don't care what you think about Trump. I really don't. It, it doesn't matter when it comes to Liz Cheney. Had she done her job by representing the state uh, that she was elected for that voted 70% for Trump, she didn't represent her state and her state fired her. That's what it comes down to. It has nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with her hyper-focus on Trump and neglecting her state. Well, she made a, a point, and I'm like, okay, I don't think she gets it. She said, I, I, re you know, I represented the country. And I'm like, no, you are voted on by the people of Wyoming. You are to uphold the standards of the United States, but you are there to represent the people of Wyoming, and you didn't do that. Yeah. Because they voted overwhelmingly. They liked the president. They supported the president, and you didn't support the people of Wyoming, and that's why you'll be on The View yeah. or Brian Shelter's <laughs> gig at CNN or something like that or yeah. whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, there is soon. an opening over at uh, CNN. CNN. Brian Stelter got canned this week. Yeah, so and who didn't who didn't see that one coming? So she'll Brian. Be, she'll, be, <laughs> she'll be on the, you know, uh, you know, some CNN or ABC I, That's my prediction as she goes to The View. Yeah. Prediction. They time, love huh? her at The View. Oh, yeah. They love her at The View. And see... Here's, here's the way this pans out for 
the ladies on The View is they go, look, we got a Republican here. We're not all Democrat. And yeah. she agrees with us. It, uh, uh, here's where Cheney showed her true colors, uh, so to speak. Here's where she showed her true colors. So I learned this week by listening to the news that in Wyoming, you can show up on primary day as a Republican, change your uh, affiliation to Democrat, and vote in the Democrat primary. Um, this was the Republican primary, I think. I don't know. I'm not in Wyoming. Yeah, it, but yes. Um, Both happened the same day. Oh, did they? That's what I was getting yeah. at. Because in California, it happens on different days, right? No, we, we vote. It's an open primary here. So you can vote for any candidate oh, okay. you want to. But I, I in have lived sta- in states. In some states, you can only vote for the party affiliation that you have. You're right. That you registered with. Right. And I've lived in some states where they have that party affiliation vote. And uh, so, like, the Democrats are on one day and the Republicans are on another day. So... Uh, Anyhow, regardless, she was begging Democrats to get out there, change their affiliation, vote Republican so she could win, and then they, she, they could change back to Democrat. Now, if that doesn't tell me you're true blue, I don't know what does. She wanted the, the vote of the Democrats, and I don't subscribe to the oh it's my team your team thing and i i just want somebody who will do the job i look at it as a business uh and uh by the way uh these these politicians they're not leaders they're elected officials we are the boss we put them in the position and i'm going to tell you what if i'm running a corporation i'm the ceo of a corporation and i pick a guy to be the leader of, uh, you know, whatever group in this corporation. And all that guy is focused on is a different leader of a different group in the corporation. I'm firing this one and I'm replacing him with somebody who is going to lead that group. I'm surprised you don't have it pulled up on the board. What? The Trump. Oh. Oh, you're... I, I kind of wanted to avoid that. I thought oh. about it and I kind of wanted to avoid okay, it. that's fine. But... Uh, that's fine. Because... I, I while I do laugh at the Donald Trump Jr. Uh, ad that he put out of Donald Trump dancing to na 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 hey hey goodbye. Oh, I, oh you haven't seen that? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay, it's funny. Um, and I I did find it funny that Trump said Liz Cheney, you're fired. I thought those things were funny. However, on on the real part of it, uh, I think they should shut up. I think they should shut up and just let things happen because the truth will come out. The people will speak. Liz Cheney got fired because she wasn't leading. She wasn't leading and she wasn't taking care of her state and she wasn't listening to her constituents. It doesn't matter what she thought of Trump. It only mattered what the majority of the state thought of what she was doing. Yeah, someone asked, worked to ask me, you know, they know I'm into politics and they go, are you happy that Liz Cheney lost? And I'm like, I just hope they got somebody because this became this became personal. Yeah. Um, hopefully they got somebody that will uh, represent the people of uh, Wyoming as best as they can. Yeah. And do a great job. And 
that's all I hope for when I elect uh, my politician where I live, that they will represent me. That's the whole part of we, we vote for people that represent my community in Washington. So, uh, you know, when you are getting out to vote or you're following politics or whatever, you're posting on Facebook, I, I don't care. Um, I see a lot of negative posts uh, about Hageman, and uh, I don't know the woman at all, okay? But they're po- liberals are posting pictures, uh, unflattering pictures of her, making fun of her appearance, which, meh, typical for a liberal telling you don't make fun of people's appearances while they make fun of people's appearances. And that's a fact. That's not a right or left-wing thing. That's just a fact. Um, that's what they're doing right now. And they're, she's not even in office yet. And they're trying to tear her down. Um, and by the way, these people don't live in Wyoming. These people that I see on Facebook mocking her don't live there. It doesn't matter to you. It doesn't. What matters is what do the people of Wyoming think? Yeah, I, and again, we'll see if she does a good job or, or not um, by the decision she makes. Yeah, we'll find out. She might be, uh, you know, gone after one term as well. Who knows? True. Who knows? You know, um, I, I think if the, I became a politician, I'd be, you know, uh, when I ran for union office, I told people, I said, I'm not interested in, in doing this job for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Please don't vote for me if you want me to do this job for 20 years. I'm going to I'm going to serve the people that elected me maybe one or two terms. And then it's someone else's job. Yeah. And so I, I, I just I know you were not a big fan of career politicians. Either am I. Nope. And I think that's the greatest thing about. Some of the people that like Trump and I, I think DeSantis, I think they're they're not career politicians. Like I'm here to serve, and then I'll I'll be done. And so uh, I think but, that's one. But of the let's things. be let's be absolutely honest. We'll take Trump out of this. Yeah. Thing. Um, DeSantis has made an impact, a noticeable in, impact in Florida. But he will leave a legacy that someone else will continue. Hopefully, hopefully that someone. That someone that someone will continue in in the same way that he ran, uh, it, it may be in their in a different way, but with the same uh, morals and guidelines. Yeah, you know, and and may it sh- prove that it works. DeSantis was in Pennsylvania this week, um, talking about their governor race and and talking about how that governor wants to govern. Pennsylvania, just like he has governed Florida, and he will lead and bring them prosperity, and and and, and lead them direct, you know, correctly. And so again, um, he has set the example, yeah, uh, of how to lead. Yeah. Well, we all know politics is a dirty job, dirty, dirty job, uh, and I don't envy some of the people that get into uh, that because I don't think that any of them really realize what they're getting themselves into when they take office. I really don't. Um, it's, it's a lot of backdoor deals. It's a lot of scratch your back, scratch mine. It's a lot of, Hey, if you don't do that, I'm going to expose this or maybe not even expose this, but create and expose this. Um, there's a lot of that. And, uh, you know, if you're close to the Clintons, you could end up dead. 
No joke. Yeah. No are the, joke. Are the deal. If you're close to the Clintons, and I made the joke earlier with uh, with Thomas, but 60 people that were close to the Clintons have, in one way or another, either mysteriously died or killed themselves. 60. How do you not think something with their, where there's smoke, there's fire? True. Okay, and that's what politics is about. You've got really some dirty, underhanded people out there that now, now you have to share an office with. And uh, uh, so I don't envy them on that. But we need strong leaders, quote-unquote. I, I know I wouldn't say that, but strong, quote-unquote, leaders like uh, DeSantis to just do the right thing and go, that's the right thing to do, and that's why we're doing it. There's no politics involved with it. We're just doing it. Uh, as I told Thomas, I'm not sure if it was uh, while we're recording or not, I, I know this break is running long, but it, I think more, and again, this is, this is not our savior, what I'm about to say, uh, but more and more Christians will be elected into office, I think, this November than ever before. N- new well, people that, are, that have faith um, in the, Christ will take office. And again, that, that you know that doesn't place going to church or having faith in God. But I think um, if you follow Christ with your heart and follow His lead, it will help you lead um, in Congress. I could go on longer, but I won't. So let's wrap it up here, Aaron. It's another bang up show on the Rock Salt Musecast experience, and happy trails. Happy trails, everybody. He always gets his man, and he'll zap you and me 
loves me when I'm right. He loves me when I'm wrong. He loves me when I waste my time by writing silly songs. He loves me when I'm quiet and I have nothing to say. He'll love me when I'm perfect if I ever get that way. Ho! Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend.